to the listeners of the Life Worship Center podcast, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in each week to learn and grow with us in the Word of God. Due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, our church, along with churches across the country, have had to make some adjustments. So for the past few Sundays, we have been live streaming on our Facebook page, which is why for those of you who follow us primarily through our podcast may not have heard from us in a while. However, we will also be posting those sermons here for you all to enjoy so that you can continue learning and growing with us in the Word of God. Again, thank you all so much for joining us, and we hope you all enjoy this message. Hello, welcome Facebook family. This is Pastor Helene Robinson again from Life Worship Center, and we are delighted that you are with us one more time. Um, I want to open up in prayer. Um, I ask that you share this with your friends and family and let them know that we're on. I tell you, God is good. God is good. So I want to pray and get into the word of God. Um, So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for another day you have blessed us to see. Father, we are so conscious of the times that we're living in and we realize how great you are. I don't care what's pressing on us. I don't care what's happening in the news. You are still the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You have everything under control. So, Father, we rest and rely on you. Now, Father, I pray, dear God, that you would touch our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you have to say to us today. There was still power in the word of God. There's still deliverance in the word of God. And so, Father, touch our hearts today. Father, that when this is over, when we have concluded, dear God, our lesson on today, we shall be better. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, again, I thank you for joining me on today. And I tell you, every chance we can get together to share the word of God, it is a gift from God. I count it a privilege and an honor to be able to share. And I just want to give you what God has given me. Because trust me, if he doesn't speak, I have nothing to say. So I thank God for this opportunity to get on the share. But I want to talk to you today about something that is, uh, I think it's been pressing on me, but I want to know and see how others feel about it. Because during this time of challenge in the world, it is also a challenge in a time where we should look at ourselves. Um, It is not, um, why did the Lord allow this to be and whose fault is it? And we're blaming it on this or blame it on that. It's the time for the believer as well to examine themselves. Whenever God gets to shaking up or allow things to happen, it's a time that we should look inwardly to see God, where are we? Uh, we were on Facebook Live just recently. And we talked about choices, uh, talked about the ability to line our choices up with the word of God so we can get God results. But today I want to talk about what are you attached to? What are you attached to? Now, I'm excited about this lesson because I tell you, the the word of God finds or should find the preacher first. So trust me, I've had to examine to make sure that what I'm attached to lines up with the word of God. So let's talk about that word attached. You know, I, I want to take you on a journey for a minute, but I want you to know where we're going first. So it says attached. It means to affix a bind to. Uh, Another word for attached or meaning for attached is attribute importance or value to. You know, something we put value on. I attach value to my family or importance to my job. It is what I bind with personal ties. 
we are attached to people through personal ties. And so when we look at, and I'm asking you this question today, what are you attached to? I want you to keep the meaning of that word in mind because whatever we are attached to, that too should line up with the word of God. Now, I should put, shouldn't put more importance on something other than what God says. So we got to balance that thing. We can be attached to some good things and have balance, and we can't be attached to the things that God doesn't want us to be attached to. So let's look and talk about the word attached and see what the word of God has to say. Well, I want you to turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. And I want to, I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version, 1 John 2, coming from the Amplified. And I want to start at verse 15. 1 John 2 and 15, and it says, Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh, the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. Verse 17, the world is passing away, and with it its lust, the shameful, pursuits of ungodly belongings, but the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes live forever. What are you attached to? What are you attached to? And let me tell you, whether you monitor that, whether you're conscious of it or not, we all are attached to something. I would like to give the example, like if I go outside now, here where we are, it's a beautiful day. The wind is blowing. I see pollen in the air. I see things in the air when I'm walking through. So even when we walk outside, something is attaching itself to us every day. That's why we, we change our clothes. We do different things because believe it or not, knowingly or unknowingly, things are attaching themselves to us and we are attaching ourselves to other things. I want to use an example. Um, a lot of you know, and I want to share because it's victory in it. My mom went home to be with the Lord. Now, I think it's been 12 years ago. Well, one of the gifts that I have from her is I have a house coat that I wear that belongs to her. Now, I, I dare not show you my house coat because it's been worn quite a bit. But I have an attachment to that house coat. It's just a house coat. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's just something that she would throw on when she would come in the house after work. She'd change the clothes, throw that on, and I'd catch her in the kitchen. So that's something that I wear a lot now. But over time, trust me, I am attached to it because of its personal significance. It means something to me. It was hers. But is it just a regular house coat? Uh-huh. Eventually, I'm going to have to throw it away, maybe. Eventually, because it's just fabric, it wears and it's worn. Yeah, it's just a house coat, but I am attached to it personally. Now, I have to make sure that I'm not overly attached, that if something happens to it and I don't have it anymore, will I fall to pieces? I shouldn't fall to pieces. It was just a house coat because whether I have the house coat or not, I still have the memories of mom. I can have a healthy attachment or a bad attachment. 
I also want to share something with you. A lot of us in this day and time are putting our attention and our worth in things that really don't matter. We are, we are attached to this world. We're too affixed to it, too tight. There are certain things that, that God would be hard pressed for us to open our hand and give to them because we have become so attached to it. Some of us are jobs. Some of us, even our children. Now, we love our children. We give our children back to the Lord, but they belong to him. And I can't become so attached to them that I can't give them back to the Lord, keep them in prayer and keep it moving. I can't become attached so to the, to the things that I wear or the house that I live in or the car that I drive. But between you and me, God is not concerned about your car. You can get to heaven driving a hoopty. Trust me, may not be what you want to do, but you can get there. He's not looking for that name brand car. He doesn't care. Now, does he want you to live a quality of life? Does he want you to live the best? He said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. He said, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He says, the cattle on a thousand hill belongs to him. Absolutely. So he wants the best life for us. But does he really care about these tangible things that will pass away, that rust will corrode and the moth will come in? He could care less. Only what we do for the kingdom matters. So we have to make sure that our attachments to things, our attachments to people line up with the word of God. Well, let's look at 1 John 2 again at 15, because I want to walk through this slow, because I want to know what are these things in the world that could get me sidetracked? What in the world can I become so attached to what God is no longer pleased? So 1 John 2, again, in the Amplified, starting at 15, says again, do not love the world. Don't love the world. In other words, of sin that opposes God and his precepts. Do not love what man does and what you see that's contrary to the word of God. Don't you start desiring those things that don't line up with the word. Don't love the world, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Watch this, 16. For all that is in the world. Now is telling you all that is in the world. These things that are contrary to what God wants you to do is the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh and the lust and longing of the eye and the boastful pride of life. In other words, you, you just work all day. You feel like you have made it if you live in a certain place or reach a certain status at your job. Oh, we spend more time focusing on that than the word of God. We spend more time interested on how, how I can move up the ladder instead of, spend, I can't even come to Bible study because I got to work overtime. I can't even read my word because by the time I get in the house from giving the world or giving my job all I have, I haven't done that with the Lord, done anything all day, haven't fed my spirit man at all. So it says, don't the cravings of the flesh and the lust and the longings of the eye and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. Verse 17, the world is passing away. The word of God tells you, don't put your confidence in that. Don't become so attached to something that is really passing away. And with this lust, the shameful pursuits of ungodly things. But the one who does the will of God, yeah, keeps your attention and your focus. 
on him and carries out his purposes lives forever. Lives forever. It's important that we know that lives forever. I want to talk about a relationship and some people in the Word of God. Ruth chapter 1. I want to talk about Naomi, the widow. And the reason why I'm talking about Naomi, because one of the things that we tend to have a problem with too is our attachments to other people. Why, why do we want to be with this person? Um, does this person add anything to my life? Is this the godly person that God has for me right now in my life? Even is this the friendship of the relationship? Am I growing in God being in this relationship or is it just selfish? What, what am I getting out of? See, attachments don't just come in the form of things. I can to be bound by personal ties. So I tell you, during these last days, I am so thankful right now, during these crucial times in our country, I have godly people that we are so affixed in a attached together by the, the, the word of God and our faith and our strong desire and zeal to see God and do what God has us to do. So I have personal attachments to strong people now that we gather and pray every single day. So I have to make sure that even in my personal attachments, are they benefiting the kingdom? Attachments mean everything. You know how your parents used to say, watch the company you keep. All they were saying, watch who you attach to. Same thing. And we need to do that more and more because as you can tell in the last days, it's going to be really important who I am affixed or attached to. But Naomi, uh, Ruth chapter one, and I want to talk about Naomi because Naomi had a situation where her daughter-in-laws had to make a judgment call. They had to decide whether I'm going to stay or whether I'm going to leave, whether I'm going to keep this attachment and whether I'm going to cut it off. Whether it benefits me to stay in this relationship, even when it seems hopeless, what am I getting out of it? I tell you, attachments, attachments, your relationships need to be led by God. Because if I look at them on the surface, they may not be the best thing for me. Just because I have girlfriends, we can hang out at the mall. And girlfriends, I can call and we can do fun things and go get our manny and petty and all that good stuff. But no, I need to make sure I have a girlfriend that I can call that can call on Jesus with me. So let's see how this plays out. The attachment of this personal attachment plays out in Ruth chapter 1. So it says, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, starting at verse 1. It says, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a man of Bethlehem in Judea went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. The name of his two sons was Malan and Chilon, and they were Ephratinites in Bethlehem in Judea. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with two sons. These two Moabite wives, the name of one was Oprah and the name of the other Ruth. They lived there about 10 years and both Malon and Kelon, her sons now died. So the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. So, so far, Naomi, this is not looking good for her. Her husband dies, her two sons die, and now I am left, Naomi, with my two daughter-in-laws. Mm -hmm. One of us is Oprah and the other is Ruth. So now I have a lot of women, no men around. The men are gone. Verse 6, then she arose with her daughter-in-laws to return from the country of Moab. So she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people 
and giving them food. Naomi gets up there and said, let's go. We're going where I've heard the Lord is giving his people food. So she went out from the place where she was with her two daughter-in-laws, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's home. May the Lord deal with you kindly as you have dealt with the dead and with me. So Naomi realized at that point, she says, I don't have much to offer you guys. My husband is dead. My two sons, your husbands, they're dead. So I'm going to release you to go back to the land where you were born. And may when you get there, that you, you be taken care of, that the land be good to you, because I have nothing to offer you. Verse 9, the Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. Now, I'm going to tell you, that relationship between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, this is a prime example. It doesn't have to be hostile. It wasn't an outlaw and in-law situation. They were so upset, even to the point that she said, I want you to go back, that they wept. That speaks of their relationship with her. Verse 10, and they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husband? Turn back, my daughters, and go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have a hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it's exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. So Naomi says, listen, listen, I love the way y'all appreciate me. I love the way y'all are responding. But listen, I'm too old. Even if I got married tonight, and if I conceived tonight, and then you're going to wait till my sons get 18, 20 years old to take care of you, would you refrain from marrying? Naomi said, no, no, no. I love it. I know where your heart is, but I need you to think about you, and I need you to do what's best for you. Verse 14, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. Here we go. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Mm. So Oprah decided, I'm, I'm, I kissed her and, and she's making a lot of sense. She's absolutely right. She has a point. She's old. If she gets married and conceives today, I can't wait. I need, I need someone to take, I got to think about my future. But Ruth clung to her. Verse 15. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Even after that, Naomi said, look, Ruth, Oprah left. See, she's left and returned. Do what she did. Look out for you. Verse 16. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, Big G, my God. Where you die, I'll die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, no more. In other words, once Naomi saw that Ruth was serious about what she said, she didn't have anything else to say. 
Here's the thing. Ruth understood that this attachment to Naomi meant more to her than on the surface. Everything Naomi was saying was true. I can't take care of you. We go, I don't know how I'm going to make it. My husband is gone. Your son, your husband's with you. My sons are gone. This looks bleak. This looks dark. But Ruth saw something in her, the Jesus in her, in this woman, and said, no, 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 it's worth me staying. There are sometimes we're going to have to look past the surface on these attachments that we have made with people, we've made with things, we've made with positions, and we're going to have to go deeper. If they don't line up with the word and what God has for you, re-examine your attachments during this time. So I will, I will share with you, even during this most challenging time, whether you have money or not, it can't help you. We have seen where there are uh, leaders of nations that now are dealing with this coronavirus. We have movie stars that are dealing. It means absolutely nothing. It this virus has no respect of person. So what can your fame do to, for you? What does your position do for you? But who you are attached to you will allow you in 2020 right now to lay down and have peace at night because I know Jesus watches over me. It can allow you, I know unemployment and I know we laid off and I understand all those things, but my God shall supply all of my needs so I can lay down at night. And it has nothing to do with what I have. It has everything to do with the fact that I know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So during this time, I, I just want to share with you and wanted to drop that little tidbit, give you something to think about. During this time, examine who and what you're attached to. Make sure that you're attached to Jesus the solid rock. Make sure, don't let it put anybody before him. Don't think that he can't answer you. Don't think that he can't do it. There's no one greater. He's the one that you should always stay attached to. And so I thank God for the word. Amen, everybody. Amen, amen. Well, uh, I appreciate you joining me today. I pray that the word of God blessed you because trust me, it caused me to think about, Aline, put your attention on things that matter. Make sure you're attached in a way that honors God. Make sure you're not putting your attention more in the family or the jobs or fear or worry. No, no, no. I'm going to stay attached, attached to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Well, let's pray before we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this time in the word. Father, I thank you for everyone that had the opportunity to, to hear the word of God. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with your word. And Father, I thank you because your word says if we put our affection and our attention on you, Father, we shall live. We shall live. We shall live. Everything we need shall be supplied. Father, I thank you that in the midst of turmoil, we can lay down at night and have sweet rest. We know you are on the throne and you are in control. Father, show us, though, if there's anything that we have in our lives that is not a healthy attachment. Anything, oh God, that I'm putting above you, anything that I'm finding more important to you, than you, anything that I'm giving more time and attention than you, Father, help us. You, you don't mean to, to show it to us, to condemn us, Father. You want it to cause us to change our ways. So, Father, help us, oh God, to find those things in our lives that we're giving more attention to you. And then, Father, give us the courage to change so we can live the life that you have so desired for us. Now, Father, the word of God says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And so, Father, on today by faith, we know you hear us. We know you're going to answer. And your word says, because we know these things, we have what we have asked of you already. 
So, Father, we believe by faith that it is so. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, thank you so much for being with me on today. I pray that as you enjoy the rest of your day, that you allow the Lord to, to deal with you, to minister with you. Just because I'm done still doesn't mean God is not speaking. So, from Pastor Helene Robinson and the Life Worship Center family, have an amazing week and be blessed. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.